0: Hey everybody, it's your girl, the Icy Spicy Unicorn here at edX, and this is episode three of our Fed Money Printer series. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about inflation, deflation, hyperinflation. So we have so much to talk about today, so let's get into it. Stay tuned. All right. In episode one, we learned that it takes three entities in the United States to inject money into the economy. It takes the government, the Treasury Department, and the Central Bank. Also in this series, we learned that money is created as a form of debt. During the creation of money, the immediate need is met in the short term, but there is a hidden element that is not thought of or thought about until it shows up later, and there have been lots of talks about this thing lately, and it's inflation. So, we have a three-part series on inflation where we talk about the tools that the Federal Reserve uses to measure inflation, so check it out. Today, we're going to talk about how inflation is a hidden tax. So, inflation is one of the hidden elements of printing money, aka money creation. This is because as you bring new money into the system, it takes away from the value and the purchasing power of the money that's already in the system. This is why it's called a hidden tax. Well, here's an example for you. So our economy is made up of hundreds of thousands of items that are bought and sold every day. But to keep this example simple, I'm only going to use a one item example. It just helps to give you the bigger picture and to help you understand it better. So for our economy, I'm going to say that our economy consists of a hundred thousand t-shirts. So. A t shirt company only made a hundred thousand t shirts, and each of those shirts are selling for ten dollars. So that makes our total economy worth one million dollars because a hundred thousand times ten is one million. So let's say that you have ten dollars in your pocket and you're thinking about going to buy a shirt. You have enough to go buy one t shirt. But let's say that overnight the government decides to print a million dollars. Well, that now makes our economy worth $2 million. So then you wake up, you decide to go to the store, and when you get to the store, you see that now that t-shirt, instead of being $10, it's now $20. And you're like, wait, what has happened? Well, let's go back. So in this example, we had 100,000 t-shirts. That has not changed. That stays the same. Each t-shirt is $10 each. That makes our economy $1 million in value. The government prints another $1 million, but no more t-shirts are made. So now you have to divide 2 million by 100,000 t-shirts, and that's where we get $20. So now each t-shirt is worth $20. You only have $10 in your pocket, so now you don't have enough anymore to buy a t-shirt. That is why inflation is called a hidden tax. When more money is printed, the current money, the money that was in your pocket, is no longer as valuable as it was before. And now you need more just to cover the expenses for day-to-day items and things that you want. As you can see from our example, an increase in the money supply actually caused inflation, making your money worth less after the money was put into the system. So I know some of you may be thinking, well, the government put money into the system causing shirts to be $20. Why not make shirts to bring the price down to $10 again? Well, let's take a look back at what happened at the very beginning of COVID. When COVID was first announced, everyone went to the store and sought out the same items. Everyone was looking for masks, gloves, sanitation wipes, cleaning supplies. This increased the demand for those items. Those items left the shelf very quickly. More quickly than manufacturers would have thought of. This caused a supply chain disruption. The supply chain was disrupted for a few reasons. So there was an increased demand for items. Manufacturers only make a certain number of items because they know and have tracked the demand of an item over time, so they know what the production needs to be. And then also, there wasn't a way for items to really make it to the store. So even after items were manufactured and packaged, how were they going to get to the store? A lot of ports were closed. It was taking a long time for cargo ships to go overseas. And then once the cargo ships reached the port, they needed truck drivers to actually get those packages from the port to warehouses and then needed trucks to also get those packages from the warehouse to the store. So in our current economy, the Federal Reserve has taken steps to try to tame inflation. So when you hear some people talk about inflation, sometimes they will refer to it as an economy running hot. Well, now the Federal Reserve is trying to cool off our economy. Another way to look at this is deflation. So deflation in general is whenever you get a decline in the price of goods and services. And this typically comes with the slowing and the shrinking of an economy. And this can be done by decreasing the money supply and the amount of credit that's in the marketplace. The Fed tends to do this by increasing interest rates, slowing money that goes out into the economy, and then banks also help with this by slowing the lending rate. During deflation, the purchasing power of your money increases over time. So inflation and deflation lie on opposite ends of the spectrum. A little bit of inflation is typically seen as a good thing because it means that the economy is growing, while deflation is seen as a bad thing because when you have an environment of deflation, it means that your economy is shrinking and that it's not growing. No country wants to say that their economy is not growing. So how does an economy shrink during deflation? Well, it's a few things. So whenever you have a deflationary environment, prices of goods are going down. So people tend to hold off on purchases, waiting until prices drop and then buy them at a later date. Well, in the short term, right now, it means that businesses are not getting the income and getting the purchases from those consumers. So they tend to slow down the amount of items that they make and put into production. And the slowing down of production can lead to higher unemployment rates. And higher unemployment rates mean that people don't have money to spend in the economy. And if people don't have money to spend in the economy, then companies aren't growing and making money to be able to produce more items. It's pretty much a negative loop that just keeps feeding into itself. More deflation turns into more deflation turns into more deflation. And then you end up with a recession or an economic downturn. Now remember, on the opposite side of the spectrum from deflation, we have inflation. And too much inflation can be a bad thing also. While we want a little bit of inflation to make the economy grow, we don't want too much. Because too much price increase means that in the same way, people aren't able to get access to the items that they need because items are now outpacing the amount of money that they have in their pocket. And when you have an economy that's really superheated and you have too much inflation, this is called hyperinflation. So when inflation reaches crazy high levels, like increasing by 50% over the period of a month, that's when we can use the term hyperinflation. So whenever the Fed was printing money during COVID, a lot of people were talking about hyperinflation. This isn't just something that people made up. We've actually seen examples of this over history and it resulted in economic decline. One of the most recent examples that we have of this is Zimbabwe. They faced economic collapse in 2008 due to land reforms. So the land reforms were in an effort to redistribute land and this resulted in the government increasing their spending. Prices were doubling every 24 hours and the government decided to print more money, more and more and in higher denominations. By the time it was all said and done, they were printing trillion dollar bills. So the government decided to force businesses to not raise prices. Eventually they had to abandon their currency. Now they rely on the US dollar. Another example of hyperinflation is Hungary in the mid-1940s. They saw the worst inflation in history after World War II. After signing a peace treaty, they had to pay massive reparations. Money was printed to pay for it, and as expected, hyperinflation resulted. It was so bad that prices were rising every 15 hours. Their inflation rate was 419 with 14 zeros behind it. Talk about hyperinflation. So I hope this episode was informative and helped to shed some light on inflation, deflation and hyperinflation. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about the very thing that helps the government to actually create this money. And that's going to be bonds and treasuries. So until next time, everybody, share some love, find some peace. And what have you done today to level up? All right. It's your girl, the Icy spicy Unicorn. Until next time.